This is all theater. This is all just political theater. Political theater. Political theater. Pure political theater. Theater. Political theater. The nefarious, significant, and protracted political, political, political theater for political theater's sake. I yield back. From Washington, this is Political Theater. Roll Call's review of the spectacle of politics on Capitol Hill and across the country. I'm Jason Dick. With Golda, director Guy Nativ depicts the story of Israeli Prime Minister Golda Meir's leadership during the 1973 Yom Kippur War, bringing his affection for the paranoid thrillers of the 1970s to the screen during a time of heightened political tensions in Israel and the rest of the democratic world. I spoke with Nativ recently during a press swing for his movie at a space outside the newsroom. Apologies if at times the sound isn't as good as it usually is, That is pretty much entirely my fault because of where I might have placed my iPhone on the table we shared. Golda, starring Helen Mirren as Mayer, and Liev Schreiber as Henry Kissinger, among a very strong cast, is out in theaters on Friday, August 25th. Guy Nativ, thanks for taking a few moments to to talk to us uh, on uh, political theater. Let's talk about your new movie, Golda. Um, You... Uh, have been around for for a while. You've won an Academy Award for uh, a short film, Skin, that you then later on adapted for a feature film. Uh, you've got a sort of a wide palette of of movies that you've uh, um, you've done. What brought you to this project about Golda Meir, uh, the the Israeli Prime Minister during the Yom Kippur War and, and other tumultuous events in Israel's yeah. history, like the '72 yeah. Olympics and so forth? Yeah, I wouldn't compare, but anyway. It's... Right. Well, and, and again, just this movie—no spoilers—but this movie uh, is primarily focused on you know her her time during the Yom Kippur War. So yeah. it's a very condensed um, movie, which I think works very well for biopics. You know, to, to take you. those like short. How'd you watch it on the? I, I should, yeah, I saw it on a screener. Okay. In, in the bathroom. Uh, no, actually, at my desk uh, in in the newsroom, uh, it was nice, and and my, okay. some of my colleagues could hear the. Uh, some of the sound effects, which I want to talk about in a, in a little bit, <laughs> okay. you know, this particularly the air sirens and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, but first, yeah, what brought you to this project? Um, this project was already um, already has existed when I came on board. Uh, I, it was kind of an open assignment for directors, and I and I went in and I and I read the script. The script was completely different than what it is now. Uh, it was more of a war movie rather than a, um, a requiem or a, a, a magnifying glass on, on Golda. Um, There's massive war move, uh, war scenes and stuff. But uh, when I came, I did my pitch as an Israeli who lives in America. And I said to Nicholas Martin, who wrote the script, that I think that um, the way you wrote it is not... Um, that's not how Israelis talking in command rooms. And I really want to get in there and work with him on an authentic uh, version of that. And also, I would love to put the war aside for a second and enlarge the Golda part. That for me was the most um, interesting. And, and so I did my pitch. Uh, Helen was already attached, Helen um, Mirren and... and um, they they met with other directors um, and uh, they decided to to go with me and they told me okay how do you see the movie now like what do you think and I said let I want to meet Helen first and see that she's on the same page as me 
So in the middle of the pandemic, uh, we met in my home um, and she came and we just spoke for three, four hours. It was an amazing meeting. Uh, she told me that she was a 29 year old going to Israel and she was in the kibbutz. She was in kibbutz Ha'on in Israel and she picked tomatoes and she uh, volunteered and did the north to south excursion and or trip like hitchhiking. And she slept on the beach in a lot and the whole the whole Israeli experience in the, in after the Six Day War. Um, and she had a Jewish boyfriend. She kind of like, since then, she fell in love with, with Israel and with the Jewish people. And, and, um, and then when I told her my take on this movie, she said, I'm totally game, I'm totally with you on that. Um, and uh, we started to dig into who Golda was uh, and and the little bits and pieces that no one knew. Now, so how we did it was actually to meet with two people that are still alive that were one of our closest people. Mm-hmm. Um, one is Mel Medzini, who was her press secretary, um, who was her right hand, and he met with me. He's 91. He told me all the secrets and all the little stuff, like the handkerchief operation that she went to um, the hospital, Hadassah Hospital, it's 3 a.m., through the morgue, got the treatment, smoked the whole relationship with the doctor, and went back, and no one knew about it, only Luke Dar, her assistant. So he gave us all those, all those, you know, and about Diane and all those, like, secrets and stuff that no one, you cannot read in any book. Yeah, it, and these are particularly moving scenes because at the time when she's trying to keep the country from being annihilated, right. she's also dealing with cancer. cancer. And, yeah. and her body is eating yeah. from... And, and it's also these moving scenes, too, where she's, as you said, she's going in secret and, and moving past all these dead bodies. It's a constant reminder of her own mortality and also what's at stake with, True. This, with this war. True. And her Adam, her um, bodyguard, who um, really was next to her through all the the the, the, the hard the hard time. Now, uh, Gideon Meir, her grandson, uh, told me about the relationship with Luke Dar. He remembered that. So, all this information that Helen and I got was not in the script, and we brought it to Nicholas. Martin um, script and we did the changes, you know, so suddenly it became from a 80% war movie, it became like Golda in the war. Mm-hmm. That's how it all went. And I've had to say that like, I'm a, um, I don't know how you feel about horror films, but there are a lot of horror conventions in this movie. Um, there's, there's sound, there, there's a, a, a particularly gripping uh, <clears throat> you know, sort of ambient sound that, that's always going on that's a part of horror movies is you know as killers come in or are unseen forces uh the way that you shoot at her in particular in this green pallor uh is a is a sort of a uh a horror trope too when you try to make people uneasy you make them look green um and also there's body horror too i mean it's almost like a cronenberg movie with some of these scenes with her getting the cancer treatment with this like a very intimidating you know crystal with a you know radiation being shot into her 
um, you know, just and the you know scenes of her hair falling out, and I mean, there's and then of course it, there are scenes, uh, some, some scenes from the war. There's more sounds from war, and all these. It's almost like a, um, it's a horror movie that doubles also as a as a political biopic. Wow, you should write about cinema, not in <laughs> politics. I'm telling you, you are that you're. I mean, he's good. <laughs> I know. He got he got it. He does it on side a little bit. I think. I try. I mean, th they, these are the kind of things I, I, I love seeing movies like this because it's, you know, when people think about political movies, they usually think that they're kind of a drag. <laughs> but, Not necessarily, yeah, but, but, but know, it depends what. Like, yeah. Frost Nixon was amazing. Right. Frost Nixon was amazing. I mean, this I mean, is a political the, picture. Um, the, you know, it depends, depends what. But look, I, I, I grew up probably like you in films from the 70s. Yes. Um, We're similar in age, right? You're a little younger than I am. Okay. But yeah, so, yeah. But, but we are the generation of 70s something. Yeah. And we, we grew up on those films. And the, those films came out also in the 80s. And we and probably your, your your parents showed you those those films. So, you know the conversation, yeah. uh, Coppola's um, Gene Hackman, that the entire movie is based on sound, which is was a phenomenal. I was blown away by that. Uh, Blowout, the uh, Palma film, when mm -hmm. Travolta is basically is a sound man, and accidentally he does a kind of a murder that he's that he's getting in his. These films shaped my childhood and my future filmmaking. So for me, I went back to the, it's called the paranoia um, thrillers, mm -hmm. political thrillers. You have the Falcon and the Snowman. Parallax View. Parallax View. Winter Kills, Winter just got Kills, a restoration. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these films for me are were the peak of the cinema in the, in the 70s in the States, where studios made those movies. So it's kind of homage to those films. Um, you know, we... we um, we just lost a uh, few directors uh, from the 70s um, that, that, again, were my heroes. Um, Ellen J. Pakula mm -hmm. is amazing. Um, the, if you look at the even... Uh, All the President's Man. All the President's Man, Three Years of, three years of Condor. Mm -hmm. and, and so these, these films, like the American wave mm -hmm. of political thrillers, and maybe a little bit from the 80s as well, No Way Out with Kevin yeah. Costner yeah. was a good one. Uh, they all depicted something very, very dark and grim and a little horry mm -hmm. in a way. And <clears throat> in the 70s, there were horror films like The Shining and like that, that, that it was more than a horror film. It, right. was, it was deep, it was profound, it was emotional, it was powerful. So these are my DNA. Um, and I came to Golda trying to recreate, A, the template and the style of what we see as her bunker, uh, the claustrophobic um, corridors, and the loneliness that this woman was in, kind of like the, the, the lonely um, older woman walking alone as someone who's an outsider because she was from Milwaukee, she was not a Sabra. Mm -hmm. And the commanders that are like in their own, you know, kind right. of a group, what the well, she is. Dying, you know, with the eye patch, yeah, you know, like the most macho. You yeah, know, he, was, he was like the Superman of Israel in the right. 60s, in this, uh, 60s and then in the, in the Yom Kippur War, all these misogynist um, proud men got a giant slap. And this is how this grown up in charge, AKA Golda, 
is handling the situation. Well, and I, I, I can't help but also think that there's something for us politically now because we're, we're, we're still answering questions, not just you know, in the United States and Israel about women in politics. And here was like a trailblazer, um, uh, you know, started off as sort of a caretaker prime minister and then was challenged, you know, just from the, the get go. I mean, these are still, I mean, yes, the Israel was still probably euphoric from the six day war. Uh, but at the same time, they were under constant threat um, The the 72 Olympics uh, was was a, was a shock, shock. Know, to, to the world and her response, <laughs> which has been, you know, sort of fictionalized with movies like uh, Sword of Gideon and, and yeah. Munich yeah. Uh, and so forth. Gideon's Sword. Or Gideon's Sword. Yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, and then Yom Kippur is not just about, like, challenging the political structure, but the entire country. And this is all, you know, this, like, sort of gnomish Ukrainian grandmother, <laughs> you know, who is in charge of, you know, this nascent country that's been fighting for its life from the very beginning. Um, you know, we're still facing questions about like, how old can you be and run a country? She was in her mid seventies when this was happening and dealing with cancer uh, and, and stuff like that. It, it's, it's, it feels very contemporary, even though say the clothing uh, and the 900 million cigarettes smoked in the movie uh, show that it, it's of, of that time of the, of the seventies. So what's the question? The question, I guess I was just more following on with you that, like, do you, do you see this as particularly relevant politically, you know, for, so, for what Israel's going through? Okay, I mean, so there, now, there's, now, there's you, touched, of, yeah, now you touched the nerve, yeah, because yeah. Uh, the whole too old for that or this it's, is not relevant to me. What's relevant is that we are right now, as we speak, uh, in the Yom Kippur of democracy, in Israel, where Benjamin Netanyahu and his ministers and his entire, you know, chief of staff and the whole thing are basically blind to what is going on. He's not only blind to what's going on with his with the troops and when everyone is telling him that they're not gonna uh, be there when in terms of like war or or any mission. Because of that, he's also destroying everything that are. Found founder fathers and mothers had worked and built in Israel, and from Ben Gurion, Shimon Peres, Itzhak Rabin, uh, um, Menachem Begin, all those people who had integrity, and they were they cared about the country more than they care about themselves, and now it's the opposite. So, me and my friends, and my father, and all the Yom Kippur veterans and millions of people are going to the street to demonstrate. I went to five demonstrations like that, got beaten by police officers or men. Um, and we all wore, you know, those veterans from Yom Kippur. I fought the 73 war. Now I'm fighting again, this time for democracy. So a lot of people see in Golda, in this movie, uh, a full circle of what went down then. then when no one, everyone was were blind. That's why the smoke is such a metaphor for blindness, mm -hmm. the tug of war, the fog of war, that prevents you from seeing from one meter ahead of you, or uh, see what really happens. So that's the blindness that we we have now as as a nation, and it's connected, obviously, to the extreme right wing 
wave with all the countries that you see. Argentina now is going through that. Hungary used to do, you know, it's now almost like a dictatorship, but it's uh, Poland, Russia, um, um, Turkey. I mean, you name it. But mm-hmm. it's like it's Israel is, and and I really hope that the judicial system will block Bibi and will, you know, will say this is it. That's it. This is it. And and I really hope we're not going to be on the verge of a civil war when Benjamin Netanyahu said, "I don't even recognize, I don't even accept your your ruling." Mm-hmm. And and that that that's the Yom Kippur of democracy that we're in. And. Is this is this a topic that's coming up as you've been? I mean, you know, you, you've been on the festival circuit and so forth. But for people, particularly for Israelis, particularly for the you know for the Jewish community in the United States, you know, there are, there are screenings. A friend of mine told me that he missed the screening at his uh, his, his school. Yeah, uh, the, but it, is is that message or is that 100%. context coming? One hundred percent. We. We screened the film in Jerusalem in front of 6,000 people. It was in the open um, amphitheater. And when the president came to give a speech, he's supposed to be a non-political figure, right? They all, 6,000 people, yelled, democracy, democracy. And Helen said, cool. I want, if they're going to demonstrate, I'll join them. You know? And, and it was such an amazing wave of... of support that you see now and that's the good thing is that all the the quiet left are leaving their homes and start demonstrating and fight for democracy mm-hmm. and um you know i i really hope that we'll succeed at the end because it's if not it's the end of israel as we all know uh but there's another uh thing that we didn't touch uh the palestinian issue uh that needs to be solved i mean Right now, we, Israel is controlling millions of people under uh, basically a siege. Um, and that's something that needs to be taken care of. But before, we, we need to solve this inner problem before, you know, because it's not our enemies, it's what we're doing to ourselves. Guy, thank you very much for talking. Uh, I know yeah, our, on our, our, time, our time is short. Well, I think that that's actually, that is a good note to, to sort of um, to end on because it does bring up you know, we talked about some of the aesthetics, which I could go on about, yeah. as, as you could tell. Uh, but but the political part of it and the context for for where we're at, you know, what the issues that we're struggling with, not just in Israel, but in places like the United States. Yes, you know, we have that's an election what's coming going up. Election coming ourselves. up, and the the, the madman is yeah. there. Uh, so it, it this, galloping. It, it, it is a good. Uh, it's a, it's a good spot to end, and and I wish you all the best. You know, with your with your Thank you. Appreciate.